What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 374 here on Thursday, May 19th. Joined today by a very special guest, the one, the only, Spencer Brown, managing editor. Oh my God, it's Spencer Brown. Managing editor of townhall.com. It is, oh my God, it's Spencer Brown. Oh my God, it's Spencer Brown. We are here with him. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing my suit jacket that does not fit me anymore. It uh, does not fit me either. But it is a little cold in here. Yeah. Tidbit nipply. Well, I, uh, oh, someone, someone <laughs> fucked my thermostat. Yeah, there you go. Thank right, you. Down sir. to fifty. Thank, thank, you, oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's get started here. We we had some primary elections on Tuesday night, and Spencer was doing all the coverage for town hall. So I thought, why not have him come here and tell you exactly what happened? Even though many of you know, obviously, number one Pennsylvania Senate race. Yeah. Well, we still don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, somebody in Allegheny County really needs to figure out how to count more than one ballot per day or just any ballot it's 2020 all over again like what the hell's going on over there well they didn't learn i mean this usually happened like florida learned everything after the recount when they got totally scrooged and everybody made fun of them and the hanging chads and the brooks brothers (laughs) riot and whatever else pennsylvania pennsylvania didn't learn anything from all the questions in 2020 and based on what i was looking at there were problems literally from the time they started counting absentee ballots even in like lancaster county mm-hmm. there were a bunch of ballots that showed up that were like invalid they didn't have the right barcode and so they had to go through and manually then take each of those ballots have an election judge read out what was voted on it and fill it in on another ballot oh. which obviously is like the protocol that's set up but you can still introduce errors that way unintentionally if you're just depending on how many there are if you're sitting there marking ballots for hours oh for sure and the, the fact that they're like oh we're not going to release the results until at least Friday, maybe not till Monday or Tuesday. I mean, it's just the super simple shit that they could do yeah. to sure up these things, and it just seeds the doubt. You know, oh, like, completely. You oh, know, yeah. like, and then they're like shocked why people wouldn't potentially trust elections, and yeah. it's like. We well, can't even are, count yeah, the votes. You guys are dicking they, around over there. All they do is create more conspiracy theorists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But those like, people are fun to listen to. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's been, it's been interesting to watch though because on uh, Truth Social, President Trump has been like trying to give Oz advice and was like, just declare victory, like yeah. just claim it. Yeah. If you claim it, then they can't. You know, it's harder for them to prove. How'd that, that work win. out for him? <laughs> we don't know. The I mean, vote he, is still out. He did win the election. Well, yeah. Trump won. He's not president right now, unfortunately. So, it's because of a coup. Yeah. Well, Biden coup. A coup. Coop. A coop. But yeah, so Pennsylvania is just a disaster. Here we are, you know, like two days later, headed towards the weekend. Supposedly, they're going to have some more ballots that they'll have counted by oh, tomorrow uh, sometime. That's, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you, basically through the whole night, like when it was 30% in on Tuesday night, McCormick was in the lead and he continued to lead through till about 1 a.m. Eastern time headed into Wednesday, and then it flipped. Oz took a little bit of a lead, and now they're still separated by some 1,500 votes. Yeah, it's like, I think it keeps... Razor thin. It keeps going back and forth between, like, 1,200, 1,500, uh, which is really interesting. I mean, basically, Kathy Barnett cost Dr. Oz. <laughs> oh, completely. The, a, clear, a clear win. I mean, I think in the end, Oz is going to win, um, which, who knows if that's going to be good or <sighs> Poor bad. Poor Kathy. Uh, I mean, McCormick... I don't. I don't even know how to feel about this. Like I'm just overall. He sucks. Annoyed at the I'm entire just, thing. I, I mean, like they're always, which yeah. I realize is not a reason to not support somebody in a political McCormick? position. But like, I yeah. I don't want to listen to that. He sounds like he took a microdose of helium. Yeah. Before yeah. it's and too much. He's also got a weird like, curly perm hair <laughs> thing going on. Uh, it's the a little perm bit creepy. would match this jacket I'm wearing. Yes, it's a little bit creepy. Not a huge fan. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Well, and we probably won't even know this week, because even if this week they've counted all the ballots, we still likely won't actually have a declared winner, because Pennsylvania is one of those states. If it's within a half of a percent 
then it goes to an automatic recount. So then... Oh, yeah, we're going to full automatic recount. We've got recount, many sure. weeks then still yeah. where this is going to be like the 4th of July before we even know. Yeah, it's the, uh, what is it, the first Tuesday following the third Wednesday after the election that will... Uh, Something like that. <laughs> I don't even... That's I, literally what the law says. I looked at we a, were talking yes, about that. Yeah. I looked at a calendar trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, so when is this going to run until? And I was counting Tuesdays and Wednesdays and it... No. I'm pretty sure... There's not going to be any confidence either. If you're doing all this to count the ballots the first time and there's all these problems and then you do a recount... Yeah, I think it's June 14th is the date, is what I came up with. But it could be June 21st. Is when it has to be started by or completed by? Completed by. by. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah so. Great. We'll see. We shall see. Somebody well, should have just yeah. stopped the count on Tuesday night. Well, have fun with that, Spencer. Yeah. Well, McCormick wanted to stop the count. He was, he he was, was up for a long yeah, time. He yeah, he was crushing stop. it for a while. So, but of course, that was not the only other race going on. We had Pennsylvania governor, which was a mm. blowout. Mastriano won. Yep. Uh, the libs are freaking out about that. Some conservatives seem not conservatives. Some establishment Republicans seem unhappy about it. But I think he actually has a chance to win. I'm in the minority opinion on that one. But we'll see what happens. We're actually going to work on getting him on yes. triggered. Yes. That'll be a fun episode. Yes. And being replaced. Yes. Yeah, the Great Replacement Theory is occurring oh, in no. real time. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, being replaced by an Italian? Too soon, huh? Yeah. Well, in my thing, you know, it's anti-Italian discrimination what's been going on here. Everybody on TV couldn't get this guy's name right. It sounds like a it, pasta dish. Manicotti. Yeah, yeah, they said Mastriani, yeah. uh, Mastacriani. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, it's Mastriano. It's not difficult. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, yeah. Right? no, no, I. All right. <laughs> Other states, North Carolina. Oh, Senate yeah. race. <laughs> Senate race was oh, easy. Dead yeah. bud. Crushed Done. it. Trump, Trump endorsed. Super Trump endorsed. easy. Done. Yeah. But where it gets interesting... Where Madison the wheels come off. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, poor Madison. Uh, I didn't even... I NC saved voters the... to Cawthorn. Uh, Roll on out of here. Yeah, so Madison Cawthorn going uh, down in flames. Yeah. That's... I mean, that one... Everybody could kind of read the writing on the wall with that a little bit. And the, the interesting thing is it's not really that the guy that was sort of the main candidate running against him, even though it was like a seven-way race for the Republican primary, the guy that had been endorsed by Tom Tillis and his PAC had been, you know, financing whatever. I don't think it was as much that that helped that guy win as much as just everything in the last three weeks made Madison lose. Yeah, well, um, they dumped all the oppo. Because he couldn't catch you know, a break. They I dumped mean, all the oppo. Yeah, it was bad. And A lot of unforced errors. Nobody had to mention anything yeah, about Coke Field orgies. Definitely a lot of unforced errors. You know, but there was an interesting point that was made. Uh, I, f- I forget who it was. I think it was someone on Fox said that if you look back. So, remember, North Carolina's maps got struck down yeah. by the court, right? Mm-hmm. So, on the original map, he was going to be in a different district. So then he had announced that he was going to run in that different district yep. than what this district is currently, where he was basically saying, all right, goodbye, thank you guys, see you later. Then the court ruled, so he had to come back and say, oh, sorry, you know, it basically was saying, fuck you guys, but uh, here, I'm back, and I want to be your rep again. Yeah, that was a little awkward. So and he didn't lose by a lot. He lost by, what, 2%, I think, well, which was like 1,500 votes or something like that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, it mean that, like you said, it was the Tillis pack. Yeah, did it. it was and a ton of money. And I think looking, I mean, that and then last Tuesday, uh, the Nebraska gubernatorial primary, the only two Trump endorsements that haven't worked out yet. But in both of those, it was so close to having his candidate win. And mm-hmm. both of those candidates were saddled with just so much negative, like, national press and oh, attention and money yeah. against them. Wasn't that, the like, other guy? It's no like... wonder 
that they didn't win. Like, it's not... The, uh, yeah. the whole mainstream media, as soon as... Uh, I can't remember what his name was in Nebraska. The guy in Nebraska. Wasn't, Herbster, he, like a, wasn't he like a sexual harasser? Well, so like he had that? been accused by eight different women yeah. of groping them in, yeah. like, the last two weeks of the campaign. Well, and, well they're all liars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Classic man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's like... It's, the mainstream media, as soon as the Nebraska race uh, was called that night, was like, Trump's endorsement is pointless. And I'm like, he's... 56 or more, I think he might even be up to like 70 yeah, something now, yeah. and like two. Oh, and it's yeah, two yeah, candidates yeah. that literally no one could have gotten across the finish line because of all their own personal baggage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the other night I was watching CNN, which, oh. you know, go figure. But Van Jones was on there. Oh. And he was like all giddy. He's like, Trump's losing and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, like you said, 70 and two. Yeah. Like, okay. We're pretty much how like did, the 1972 yeah. Dolphins. Like, here. how did Biden's uh, uh, endorsement do? Didn't well, so that's one of the other races we're still waiting yeah. out west. They can't count ballots there either, apparently. So right. uh, Biden's first endorsement in the primaries uh, in 2022 was for uh, congressional district primary out in Oregon. And right now he's down. There's like, 60% reporting in, so they mm-hmm. haven't called it yet, but it looks like he's going to lose. And, and he was he does, a moderate Dem, right? Kind of moderate-ish? He was, yeah, like what most By people consider to be, yeah. 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 Uh, and it looks like he's going to lose. So, like, and anybody else who's running is trying to keep as far away as they can from the president right now. Right, nobody else even wants no. to campaign no. with Biden. People who well, are literally already under the general race, and they're going against a Republican, are like, keep Joe Biden the yeah. heck away from me. Republicans are, like, happy to have Trump or Trump Jr. come campaign with them. Oh, yeah. But Biden, no way. Especially Kamala Harris. My God, nobody <laughs> wants her. Oh, wow. Maybe uh, Jill can go wish everyone uh, buenas tardes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what, uh, si se puede, mm. always. Uh, what other states did we have? We had Idaho. That was kind of uneventful. Yeah, right? that one wasn't. There wasn't too much yeah. going on there. We had Kentucky, which also wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they called the race for Rand Paul immediately like, yeah. a minute after the polls closed because that was. I'm obviously. shocked. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a squeaker. Ran the man. <laughs> Ran the man. Yeah. Well, did you see in in North Carolina on the Dem side? Yeah. It took them like, I don't know, a half hour, forty five oh, minutes. It to took call them like it. almost an hour. It was yeah. an hour. Yeah. The Dem had. The, the winning Dem had like 88% of the vote. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, not I since Saddam Hussein have I seen, uh, you know, someone clinch yeah. that much the no, what, did I, what did I say that night? I was like, what is this, North <laughs> yeah, Korea? Really, like, yeah. It was literally 88 to like three. Also, yeah. isn't she like the chief justice of the state Supreme Court or something? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. she's, uh, there were, she has a troubling record though. Yeah, if you're, how, does, uh, how does that work there? Yeah. If you live down there and you don't already know, like yeah. look into it because she's, Got some she got rough, problems. Yeah, she got, got problems. Some issues. And she, of course, is like, well, the Republicans are misrepresenting my record. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's your record and it's all yeah. public, so it's not misrepresenting what's there. All right, so let's start this run. We got a lot of we got a lot of Spencer Brown stories here. Uh-oh. There so, we go. Yeah. We have eleven senators who voted against uh, the forty billion dollars oh. for Ukraine. It's a nice connection to Rand Paul right there. Yeah, Rand Paul is one of them. Uh, we got the list of the 11 GOP senators who had the guts to vote against this. Marsha Blackburn, uh, Boozman from Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I know the abbreviation to Arkansas. Like yeah, Matt. okay. It's um, very yeah. easy to confuse with Missouri, I'm told. Yes, yes, is. big time. Uh, another one, Josh Hawley, Missouri, great guy. Uh, Braun from Indiana, Crapo, Crapo, I never always fuck up his name. Crapo. Crapo, yeah. yeah. I like Crapo, Crapo. Uh, Idaho, Haggerty from Tennessee, Lee from Utah, uh, Lummis, which I always remember by the, Lummis. it rhymes with hummus. hummus. Love hummus. Lummis. Uh, Wyoming, the one good politician from Wyoming. <laughs> Although, who's the other guy? Barrasso, he's okay. 
Uh, Marshall from Kansas and Tuberville from Alabama. Tommy. Coach. Which, interestingly enough, I was just saying this last night, Alabama has primary coming up next week. What is it with them not being able to find good people to run for office yeah. down there? Because, like, they're, well, like, yeah, well, R it's, plus it's, 40. Yeah, no. It's, like, one of the reddest states, and we have, like, the shit. And yet we're going to end up with Katie Britt, yeah. who is, like, the most establishment GOP. And then on the other end of the spectrum, remember they had Luther Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you got Roy Moore, who diddles <laughs> yeah. kids. Like, Allegedly. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, but he did serve justice No one cruises the malls for 14-year-olds. No. He's like, I but yeah, the forty billion, and yeah, you outlined this in the story. Totally unaccountable. Yeah, basically just slush fund. Well, like. that's Rand Paul. Everybody was. I mean, they always are, but they were really after Rand Paul because the Senate was trying to push this through. First of all, Joe Biden didn't even ask for that much. He asked for like thirty-four, <gasps> and the Democrats were like, "Make it forty. It's yeah. not an auction. This is not how we should be throwing yeah. taxpayer dollars." <laughs> it's on a storage country. wars, right? <laughs> um, and they were just trying to push it through the Senate with unanimous consent without having to go through the vote and do the time frame and everything else. And Rand Paul objected and said, "No, I don't. I'm not doing unanimous consent because there's no Inspector General overseeing this. We don't actually know where this money is going, how it's being spent." how it's being wasted or used fraudulently. So everybody lost their mind, and so then they had to go through the normal process of overcoming the 60-vote margin to move to the final consideration of the bill. And so those 11 are the ones that voted against it. Today was the full vote, and again, the same 11 voted against it, but obviously it passed um, with a good number of Republicans voting for it. As we always say, the Uniparty loves their war. They They really do. That slush fund go. All right, so another by the one, the only, Spencer Brown. The executive director of Biden's Ministry of Truth resigns, and the Ministry of Truth is gone. It's paused. Yeah, which is paused. Which is government talk for gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it could come back. Well, because if they just said it was yeah, dead, but, then that I mean that's just yeah. more embarrassment for yeah. them. But I mean this whole thing, like Dems in disarray, is something we talk about pretty frequently on Townhall.com. But like mm-hmm. this is just a case study in why the Biden administration is so incapable of governing or doing anything right. Like. They're doing some stuff maliciously, and it's bad, but I think a lot of the problems we have is just they are incapable of actually governing a country or even a White House. So, like, DHS just kind of, I think, on their own, it seems, decided to create this disinformation governance board, and the White House didn't know about it. Democrats on the Hill didn't know about it. That was the one thing. They didn't have any messaging. They didn't know what it was going to do. You have all this testimony where, like, Mayorkas didn't even know about her TikTok, Mary Poppins garbage songs and it was i mean from like literally the word go a disaster and it lasted about the same length of time as cnn plus <laughs> well that um, was the interesting part to me was that it came out later on that like all of this was essentially done without the approval of the white house and yeah like it's an executive branch you know uh-huh. an agency in the executive branch and it kind of underlines the fact that there is this still undercurrent of bureaucrats oh, yeah. that think they could do whatever they want to. Yeah. Even though Biden probably would back an idea <laughs> like this, but, like, it still totally fell apart. Well, in this case, it's like, honestly, the deep state did a hit on Biden and his... So, mm-hmm. Like, this was not a narrative that the Biden administration needed to be dealing with right now. Granted, it took a little bit of attention away from inflation and gas prices and everything else. Yeah, but, but still like, piling on an election year is yeah, not a good Like, it's just it. the bureaucracy. Nobody knows what anybody's doing. There's not really accountability other than, I guess, well, Jankowitz is now gone, so maybe and she's... And even, even the Democrats were against it. Yeah. You know, like, the, main, you know, the mainstream liberal media, they were like, uh, I don't think we should be having the government you know tinkering in this like well especially because if let's say the biden administration creates this whole bureau and then and then republicans come and in. then donald yeah. trump wins yeah. runs and wins again in 24 and he's like okay new rule cnn illegal like yeah. they're not gonna she go too bad <laughs> you guys really fucked this one up because now i have the tools and cnn gone yeah all right 
so yeah, Nina Jankowitz, fuck her, she's gone. <laughs> We're adding another Spencer Brown. Does story. anybody else write here anymore? I don't know, but you got all the good stories. Yeah, today. what can I say? Yeah, you're hitting all the good stories. The best writer there is, believe me. Uh, Hunter Biden. Oh, so the even, gift that keeps on giving. Even NBC now throwing him right under the bus. What's going on there? Well, I mean, it's been interesting to watch because you went from you know right before the twenty twenty election, you had Twitter colluding with all the mainstream media to deny that this Hunter's laptop was any story. You mm-hmm. couldn't share any news about it from the New York Post. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to 10 or 12 months into the Biden administration, all of a sudden the Washington Post confirms that the laptop is real and everything on it is real. You have the New York Times doing the same thing. And now you have NBC going through the contents of that hard drive and finding that, oh, yeah, he made a lot of money, like several million dollars <laughs> from both China and his Burisma shenanigans. Um, and they are not really they don't do it with kid gloves like they point out that like all of his business dealings were with shady people who are either under investigation or have been sanctioned by the United States um and interestingly enough what the NBC story doesn't really connect the dots on is back in 2020 Joe Biden was in a debate against Donald Trump uh and the issue of Hunter Biden making money from China or in China came up and he just flat out issued a blanket denial saying Hunter has never made any money from China. Yeah. But now, thanks to NBC News, we have the proof from a mainstream, supposedly friendly to the Bidens outlet, saying, no, he had like $5.6 million in income between 2013 and 2018 from Chinese business interests. And that, of course, time frame includes the time Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, even NBC uh, or MSNBC today was yeah. like, yeah, Joe... Not Which so great. I think still just backs up the theory that like he's going down yeah. and it's going to have to be the sacrificial lamb for the family, which is kind of sad because his life has been a disaster and this is just going to spiral him even farther. Mm-hmm. But uh, like all of this mainstream all of a sudden kind of having to acknowledge that he's so problematic suggests that they're setting him up to be the fall guy to try to save 100%. Joe Biden from my, what he knew or what he did or whatever it was. My favorite part of this whole thing, and Matt, you and I have talked about this, mm. is how... During this whole thing, they made the Biden family out to be, like, you know, America's family, right? Like They're fucking scumbags. They treat them like Nancy yeah. and Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Like supposedly oh, these yeah. wholesome yeah. people living on a ranch. No, no, no. And, you know, they tried to make out the Trump family to be the yeah. crooks, right? Yeah. Well, it's totally opposite. No, yeah, I mean, he's... not only is the Biden family the crime syndicate themselves, but, like, you know, allegedly Biden did some bad things with inside of his family. Oh, yeah, he raped Ashley. Uh, no, oh. uh, not that hard. I mean, not that far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I heard it was right. That was a Freudian slip, just like George Bush last night, which we're going to talk about. But uh, it's in it's in her diary. Uh, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. So I'm just gonna say, we're gonna say allegedly on that one. Mm. Uh, but that's what I was getting at was that there was potentially a little bit of diddling going on. Nobody knows allegedly. But, you know, Hunter Biden's a crackhead. You know, yeah. he's sleeping with his dead brother's wife yeah. and cheating on her at the same yeah. time. Like the whole thing is yeah. just fucked up. As he was demanding that she get tested for like HIV yes. or whatever, yeah. like his family knocked up a stripper. Is a mess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forced oh, yeah. her. Oh. Forced her. The illegitimate black yeah. love child. Forced her to go to a sex shop to get yeah. new sex toys because he's like. I'm I'm not, I'm not using yours. I need to be clean. At the strip club. At the yeah, strip club. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no filthy... D- yeah. Anyway, moving on. It's such a clear contrast, though, like, looking at how the mainstream media makes the Trump family out yeah. to be crooks or whatever. I'm like, no. Yeah. They were all wealthy and successful business people before they were in politics. Hunter didn't have anything until his dad was the vice president, and then he had power, and yeah. people yep. wanted to pay him to have yep. access and that was another point that the uh, NBC News story made was that this is like a huge red flag as far as being compromised. And it seems Hunter was already compromised at that point. Yep. Well, and it further underlines, 
It also further underlines the fact that, like, when it comes to early voting and mail-in voting, like, the Hunter Biden scandal didn't really truly break until, like, mid-October, right? Yeah. And even then it was censored and shoved under the rug and all that. But, like, you know... There's a huge argument to be made that people need to have all the information possible when yeah. they're voting. And there was a large number of people that were actually polled later on that said they voted early and voted for Joe Biden or maybe even voted on Election Day. But then once they fully knew the scope of all this, yeah. they were like, I changed my vote. They 17 completely... or 18% said yeah. they had not voted for yeah. Biden. Not an insignificant about. amount yeah. of people. That's, it's not like that's the election people. right there. Yeah. That's the election right there. And honestly. Biden's new approval rating is out. There's only two groups of people that support the president above 50% now. One of them is uh, uh, the woke white women, you yep. know, college-educated white women. Yep. Go figure, yeah. Um, and then the other one, the blacks. The blacks. And I said, you know what? Just wait. Just yeah. wait until that menthol ban goes into yeah. place. Oh, because yeah, that's then true. Yeah. No more new ports. They're going to be riots. They're not going to be supporting that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell Baltimore going to burn. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people who smoke menthols who aren't aware that this is happening because it was it was like reported for like a day and then it just disappeared right right but the regulation is still pending Mm -hmm. so you know but everywhere else he's completely underwater i mean his approval ratings in the 30s totally it's so bad it's it's like it's honestly like could he have done worse if he was trying to tank his poll numbers and i don't think he could have yeah Right. Well, you know that you saw that Chiron on CNN today. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted it out. I forget what it said, but it was something like, "Inflation, gas prices, and baby formula shortage plague Biden administration." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, only oh, if we could figure wow. out who caused all yeah, of those really. crises. Who's president again? Yeah. Well, if Putin hadn't invaded Ukraine, we would still have baby formula on yeah. the shelves. We yeah. all know this. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you do you know that the actually the formula shortage is because they shut down the main producing plant here yep. in the United States yeah. without any plan to make up for the shortage yes, that that yeah. would obviously create. Yeah. This is I interviewed Elise Stefanik, I think it was last week, uh, the uh, Republican House Conference Chair, uh, and she was talking a little bit outside of the interview just about how when they made the decision to shut this plant down, she called the White House and was like, "Hey, uh, I have a baby, and what are we gonna do?" to make up for all that formula that's no longer being made and just got no response. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they knew what they were doing. Yeah, a year ago they knew. Yeah, the whole thing is fucked up. And you have uh, the, not just the baby formula shortage now, but now we're getting into more shortage of other products again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, China is playing a lot of games. Which Do you not trust China? Well, yeah, you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah, we you know we didn't learn our lesson from COVID, where you know they make the majority of all the medicines in the world and basically everything. Protective gear, right? Protective gear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. PPE. They well, that. They, the they defective PPE. PPE you yeah, mean? Yeah. Right. They right. held all the good stuff, yeah. made crappy stuff, and then sent that around the world, and it turned out the COVID test didn't work. The didn't masks work, were yeah. shit. It was terrible. Apparently, we didn't learn that we need to build this shit here, manufacture this shit here. We still don't even have enough chips for cars. We don't have chips. No chips. And and now. Now, they're doing something very quietly behind the scenes. It's not getting a lot of ton of coverage, but it's important. They're hoarding the global food supply. I should write that. Yeah. That's a great story idea. Yes. There you go. Boom. Boom. That's how we operate here. All right. Another Biden crisis, the Biden gas crisis. The price is hitting a new record high. We have diesel shortages on the East Coast. Uh, we're looking at $5 by Memorial Day. The, the national average for a gallon of gas is four fifty nine. Uh, but in many localities, including here, it's five dollars. Yeah, it's five nineteen. Where well, uh, we live. This is also like the sixth or seventh straight day of hitting a new all time high for unleaded, yeah. and it's like every other day diesel hits a new all time high. Yeah. 
And you have, anecdotally, there are gas stations in Washington State that are reprogramming their gas pumps so that yeah. way they can display a double-digit double dollar amount so you can have 10, 11, whatever it is oh going up. So they're, they're they're don't think it's going to get worse. Triple yeah, yeah. uh, I can't remember now exactly what the number was or by when, but like August, they're predicting the national average six. will be six. Six. So like six national bucks. average of yeah. six means yeah. California and the West Coast are ten, for sure. 10, 11. Yeah, 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Well, didn't you... Wasn't it you telling me yesterday you were, like, uh, that the new press secretary... Uh, oh. Uh, yes. which, who, which apparently her, her qualifications are just a bunch of diversity checkboxes. Yeah. Uh, but she said that wasn't it so great that Biden released this uh, yeah. strategic petroleum reserve because it saved us 10 cents six weeks ago or something yes, like that? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. This was his whole... I mean, they spent... Over two weeks in press briefings and public events bragging about all that they were doing to lower gas prices to get rid of Putin's price hike. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, they're still blaming it on him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the this his genius plan to draw down the most from the strategic reserves in history. We're now at the lowest point that we've been since before any of us were born. Yep. And uh, it didn't, obviously, bring the price down because it and got us $0.10 cents for about a week. And they're still drawing down like a million barrels a day. And eventually that's going to run out. And what are we going to... We can't afford to replace it because gas is now $110 yeah, a barrel. Yeah, we talked about that on yep. last time. It's a disaster. I don't even know. And then Jen Granholm this morning, Senate Banking Committee... Or not Senate Banking. Senate Armed Services Committee was still denying that the Biden policies had anything to do with reduced supply. And she was just like yelling and being super patronizing towards Josh Hawley and explaining that the price for a gallon of gas is based on the price of oil. The price of oil is on a global market. We need to increase supply. And it's like... Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Stop cancel. They canceled the lease last week. Yeah. Well, and that's a great segue because that was our next story on the list here. You know, it was interesting actually. I was reading about uh, Three Mile Island last night because Netflix has oh. this new documentary on it. It's interesting. You know that Three Mile Island was shut down in 2019, even though it was supposed to go till 2034, mm. because of extremely cheap natural gas prices. Yeah. <laughs> Not so yeah. much anymore. Uh, but yeah, we got a clip Can here. Turn that back on. Yeah, exactly. We need that. Uh, Jennifer Granholm here, uh, who's the energy secretary, and she's just like weapons grade. I mean, she is the worst. But take a listen to this, uh, and then we're gonna talk about it. today in the state of Missouri. The average price of gasoline t- today, as of this morning, is four dollars and ten cents. Average price of diesel is five dollars and eighteen cents. And I'm sure you've seen the reporting this morning that now AAA is projecting that gas prices will hit a national average, average of $6 a gallon by the month of August. Is this acceptable to you? No, it is not. And you can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine and pulling essentially oh, those barrels. Uh, with all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. In January of 2021... The average gas price in my state was $2.07. Eight months later, eight months later, long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, that price was up over 30%, and it has been going up consistently since. What are you doing to reverse this administration's policies that are drawing down our own supply of energy in this country, that are throttling oil and gas production in the United States of America. What are you doing about With it? With respect, sir, it is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. How can you say that when the price of gas was up over 30 percent from January to uh, you answer my questions? Answer. I just love how Josh Hawley 
handles these hearings. <laughs> yes. Like because you know everybody beats up on him as you know a, a radical, him yeah. and Rand Paul and all that. And I'm like, these are the only guys up there actually fighting for Americans. They're also the most like, normal, right? Like right. these are people who are actually focused on what's going on in their states, and they understand that by doing what's best for the people in their state, they'll do what's right for the people of the whole country. And everybody treats them like they're you know the craziest people out there who are trying to just run the country into the ground when they're the only ones apparently willing to do what's right, even though it's massively unpopular among the Uniparty and the yep. mainstream media and everything else. But yeah, I mean, she's just being so patronizing to him, where she, like, slows down and is, like, speaking louder as if he's a toddler or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous. Like, he knows this better than you know this. This is the same woman who back, before gas prices were any, like, they were $2 cheaper at this point. She was asked in a TV interview, what is the Biden administration doing to lower gas yep. prices? She just cackled. She yep. laughed, threw her head back, and laughed. I was just laughed. about to bring that up. And it's like... This is an unserious person who has no business being the Secretary of Energy. Uh, she is, I mean, she can't manage anything, clearly. And well, it's, it's all Putin's fault, uh, nothing. And it, that Josh Hawley literally listed, like, seven things that the Biden administration did in the first week after it took office that just killed our energy independence. And she's like, no, none of that. And all she could say was there are some, like, percentage of oil and gas CEOs who said the administration didn't have anything to do with it. I'm like, they're all probably dem mega donors. And well, so that's actually, you know, what I was going to say next. I'm like, what is her qualification for this, right? She destroyed Michigan. So she was the governor of Michigan. SeaWorld. Uh, Don't forget SeaWorld. <laughs> but, like, she didn't have a particularly, like, energy-centric job or anything before that. No. You know, she's apparently, like, an academic. She served, uh, like, a professor at, at Berkeley. Which is profoundly disqualifying right. for any, like, burger flipper. Right, and then, you know, she was a CNN political contributor. Excellent. Served on Obama's transition team. She's on team. current like, TV. But, like... That's right. You know, yeah. none of this indicates she has any any expertise in energy whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know... Might it, as well make Hunter Biden energy secretary. It's, I was just about to say that. <laughs> he, apparently, must be on the same page. I mean, at least he was in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, when we, when we talk about how can a... a just a simple choice for a cabinet secretary have such a large effect on a country. This is it. Oh yeah. I mean, she has no clue what she's doing. You know, look at Pete Buttigieg. Secretary that was going to be exactly yeah. what I said you next. Know, is yeah. he couldn't fix potholes in South Bend? So they're like, yeah. here's the biggest tran- uh, infrastructure bill ever. That yeah. You now get to decide where. It and then goes. he takes like five months off. And then he takes a bunch of time off. Yeah. The supply chain goes alfagazy. Yeah. Use it right. Yeah. Alfagazy. Yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows that he's gone until yep. somebody's like, hey, can we get a comment from him? And they're yep. like, oh, no, he's been on paternity leave for, like, a month. And Mayorkas. Yeah. Same thing with Mayorkas. Okay. You know, maybe call me a bigot or whatever, <laughs> but I think that a natural-born citizen should have to – it should be a requirement to be in charge of DHS, which <laughs> oversees immigration. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, you're not going to put – a terrorist in charge like they did in New Jersey with McGreevy. You remember uh, that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, these are just certain things that, like, it's common sense, but apparently that's not so common in the Biden no, no. administration. Not at all. It's all about diversity, man. They yeah. literally have made the... It's the, the most diverse administration. No, they literally and it's took, the most crisis prone. They're just <laughs> absolute Looney Tune, like, diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff that Berkeley and all these other universities yeah. made a thing for a number of years before it hit the mainstream. And now you have a White House that's being run by a press secretary that everybody basically admitted got the job because she happens to be a black lesbian woman. Yeah. So, like, you got the yep. diversity boxes checked, and nobody really bothered to see if she can answer a question. Just like 
the Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Who got it yeah. simply because yes. she's a black woman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and also, who else did they pick based on just on diversity hires? Oh. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Come on. Harris. She's the one I was looking for. Serial next. loser. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Didn't even yep. make it to Iowa. And yep. Joe Biden's like, that's the woman that will get me across the finish line. Like, she couldn't get herself to Iowa in the primary. Well, the most, the, the funniest part's going to be when Biden like limps through his term, right? And she doesn't get to become president. And then she either loses the primary or loses the general because there's yeah. no way that she's going to be president. Like the only way she becomes president is if Biden, Biden croaks at this yeah. point. Right. Like, oh yeah. Which could happen. Well, and that was, I was talking to some friends about this the other night uh, out for dinner and it was like, we're not even to the halfway point of his first term oh yet. Yeah. Like uh, look at God. how bad things are. We have barely even like the true effect of some of his policies still hasn't even kicked in yet. Jeez. And it's going to get so much worse. And then you tie into this, we've got, like, Summer of Rage is about to kick off. Everybody's losing their minds. We have U.S. Marshals now guarding conservative justices yep. because they're credible death threats against all six of them. Like, this is, just, we are headed, it's going to be bad. Triggered will be lit, but it's going to be a terrible year. <laughs> I was just, so I said on the last episode when I was home this past weekend talking mm-hmm. to my mom, she's like, you're always just so negative and saying it's only going to get worse. And I'm it like, is. It's it is. only going to get worse. There is no upside to I any of this. I think this is a good... Yeah. This yeah. is a great segue because we're going to the Supreme Court now. Oh, so, there we go. First up, <laughs> we're going to get to the obvious in a second, but I wanted to talk about... So you wrote about this the other day, the Supreme Court Ted Cruz case oh, right at the FEC. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, it seems like just a throwaway case, mm-hmm. but I actually think it's extremely important for the yes. First Amendment. And yeah. you wrote about why it's important for free speech. Yeah. So kind of just like a... Yeah, so... Uh, Ted Cruz, when he was running against uh, Vanity Fair cover model Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, <laughs> let, let himself, uh, he as an individual citizen, lent his Senate campaign, uh, whatever, $260,000 uh, in order to get across the finish line. Because uh-huh. it was literally the most expensive U.S. Senate race in the country's history. And so he wanted to make sure, you know, he had a strong finish. He probably <laughs> needed that money to do ad buys and everything else. Um, and then the way all the election laws are set up, after an election, you have a short window of time where the campaign can repay loans that it received from individual citizens. Um, that is, however, capped at $250,000. Mm-hmm. And so because of the chaos of the race and everything else, the loans weren't paid back until after that window had closed. And so the campaign could only pay Ted Cruz back $250,000, leaving $10,000 that wasn't there. He, being a constitutional lawyer, was like, this seems like baloney. I'm going to you know, file a complaint or a case uh, in order to try to say that the way the FEC has this law is suppressing my First Amendment freedom to fund campaigns and get refunded, uh, whatever. And uh, D.C. District Court agreed. They said, yeah, that's uh, undue burden on political expression. Obviously, the Biden administration fought that, and they tried to uh, you know, tell him that, no, you can't do that. And the Supreme Court looked at it and said, there's no good reason for why there's a limit like this on the amount that you can get paid back. And all it does, sort of the important larger point, is it makes it way easier for people who are running for office who don't have the backing of the Uniparty and all these outside groups in order to be able to run campaigns that are winning. Yep, 100%. So that it's not about the $10,000, no, right? Because no. the left was like, he sued over $10,000. Yeah, he no. probably spent more on legal fees. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. He it's sued not over about, the government's ability to right. tell people what they can and cannot do with their money and supporting people they want to see in office. Exactly, yep. Which is, I mean, it's a big, it's it, uh, not as big a deal as like Citizens United. Right, but it's right, an important right. thing to be like, no, as an American, having a representative government means being able to get the government you want. And they shouldn't be, it's just a totally like, random number that they picked too like why 250 why not 300 why not 150 right it's just political donations are free speech bureaucrats yep 
being power trippy. So obviously the big thing going on at the Supreme Court, like you mentioned, we have uh, the marshals stationed at the justices' homes. Uh, we have the justices under protective cover, uh, uh, protective coverage by the marshals at this point. I mean, the entire thing is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, we're awaiting the abortion ruling. Yep. What's kind of your take on where we're going from here? Uh, well, the Supreme Court announced uh, today, I think it was, that there will be more decisions on Monday, but they have multiple decisions yet to release. So it could be the Dobbs case, which would overturn Roe if the draft turns out to be true. Mm-hmm. They could also not be. Normally, the way the Supreme Court does this, they save those major like, earth-shattering rulings for the final day of the term, which usually comes uh, sometime in June. So the question is just kind of, does this absolutely insane pressure from these radical pro-abortion leftists mean they want to change it to get the decision out of the way and they can start moving on or right. are they going to not change when they plan to release it because they don't want this pressure to be seen as having any impact on how the court operates like you mentioned the u.s marshals are now protecting them because a bipartisan bill that was passed through the senate within like three days of the leak happening uh is now stalled out in the house because house democrats are not wanting to approve a measure to extend the same protection that's given to members of Congress to Supreme Court justices and their families, unless there's a guarantee that all of the staff at the Supreme Court, including the person who leaked the draft and set this all off, also receives the same protection, which is just peak Democrats being absolute morons. It's just insane. There's no reason, like, that person needs to deal with the consequences. They're already going to have pretty horrendous professional consequences if there's any sort of justice in the legal world, and if they're a lawyer, will be disbarred and will be basically run out of Supreme Court city, if you will. Yeah. But, like, I I don't know. So now, even today, though, you have Democrats in the Senate who are yelling at House Democrats, including Steny Hoyer, the majority leader for the Democrats, being like, dude, move this along, because every day that Supreme Court justices don't have adequate protection is another day, as we see with the marshals going and saying there's numerous credible threats like, you're literally just endangering. But, of course, the Democrats in the House don't really care if a Republican-nominated justice gets killed, do they? Like, no, probably not. Because no, then Biden gets to nominate another wokester. <laughs> yeah, like, true. what do we go next? How do you get more woke from Katanji? Yeah, the the whole thing is messy, and I don't know. I flip back and forth between, like, are they going to just do it now to get it mm-hmm. out of the way? Or are they going to stick with their normal schedule of, like, doing this in late June? Uh, either way, it keeps us on the edge of our seats. Well, and I don't think, whether they release it on Monday or in June, I don't think it changes any of the threats or, like, the calculus behind how in danger they are. Right. So part of me wants them to wait until they were going to release it anyway, just to, again, make that point that this nonsense doesn't impact how the Supreme Court operates. But I also would really like to just see the final opinion already. Yeah, yeah. I, I just worry for their safety, you know, the longer this goes on. And then once it happens, obviously, like... You wrote about this, I think. They already said that the left is going to fucking go berserk. Oh, Like, DHS said it's fucked. Was it Mayorkas that specifically yeah, said I that? I think they should just, I think they should mobilize the military immediately. To get this All thing right, going. let's take it easy. Send in the National Guard. Hey, careful. Fucking, send that in the we all, Hey, let's look at Kim Jong-un over here. We all here. talk <laughs> about this representative government. What has it done lately? Nothing. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, it's done nothing. As long as it's our military. Data. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. We have to be in control of it. Yeah. But I mean, in, in, a, well, in a in a perfect world, there will be no Congress and courts or Supreme Court. Will be all, all under the executive. One point that you made, Storm, when we were talking about this when the protests were first happening, 
uh, in Virginia, some of the justices that live yeah. in Virginia, it is illegal to protest. It's federally illegal to try to influence a court while it's making a decision. So already, yeah, everywhere so already, it's illegal. Yeah. But in Virginia, specifically, you're not allowed to protest outside of someone's home. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking about how this is a great opportunity for Governor Yunkin to really sort of prove his conservative, like, strength bona fides and just say, like, this is a law, I'm enforcing it. Yeah. My theory was at the time when it was just weirdos, like, screaming at the sky, saying abort the court and leaving candles in the street, Hmm. he might not have wanted to roll, like, the National Guard or the state police in there because that would escalate it for the left. Tear gas and dogs, Right, like, that's going to be... That's what I want. That's going to be a disaster. (laughs) Um, But he might be saving that for when the decision is actually released and then people are, like, so summer of love. Ironic that you say that because at townhall.com right now, if you, you know, read the stuff, I've been in here with you guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, uh, Youngkin did say that he requested for an expanded security perimeter to be established around the three of the justices' homes there who you live go. in Virginia, and that he is extremely worried for the violence that may uh, erupt uh, after the final Good. decisions. Well, it would be great to have a governor who... Like, in Florida, it doesn't really happen other than your average, like, Florida man yeah. situation, but, like, there weren't it wasn't like, you know, Minneapolis or DC or New York during the summer of love. But like now that they've declared summer of rage, which like if 2020 was a summer of love, summer of rage mm-hmm. is like dirty bombs on the corner. Like what does that even look like? These oh, people yeah, are going to lose their mind. We didn't even get to talk about that on Tuesday because that was after we had recorded. I think they're, so they're calling this the summer of rage. <laughs> yeah. They've, they're just not even trying to really hide yeah. the fact that they're all angry and yelly and, and it's already turned violent. Yeah. Um, out West. I you know I I wonder honestly around here in Arlington you know with yeah. these what what it's like eighty five percent blue up here the votes I wonder if they're gonna like you know try to burn down the chopped oh or like not my know, salads I mean fuck the salads as long as they don't get to the pot belly we'll be fine um, we're in the we're safe in the suburbs or the pizza. But well, well, not if we're right here in the office. Well, I won't be here. So no, you have to come to the room. Oh, He's got to be our rooftop Korean. Yeah, we're bringing our oh, ARs. Oh, Jesus. And we're coming up here. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And we're going we're gonna to go on the roof. I'll have my knife hands with me. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh-huh. Big time. Yikes. <laughs> They'll probably set me on fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, of course, we'll have full coverage at townhall.com should any decision come out. I think we don't have a decision day tomorrow, right? No. They didn't add anything Monday. Monday. Monday, decision day. Julio will be down there at the court in case anything pops off. Do we have Tuesday, too, or just Monday so far? So far, they've only announced for Monday. Okay. So, so we'll Monday. see. We will see. Could be Monday. I mean... I don't know. I feel like it strategically benefits them if they maybe do like a Thursday release next week, right before the holiday. Yeah. Although that could make it tough on law enforcement because that obviously you have like you know time. A lot of people already. Have this is also police so. week. It was. So it was. Oh, okay, it's over. So. Do you even back the blue? You don't even know when their week is. I know. Uh, well, I back our our police. True. <laughs> our disinformation police. Yeah. Our yeah. our police. <laughs> Our Stasi. Oh, All right, oh, so we'll boy. see what happens with that. Um, last but certainly not least here, we have our clip of the day, the greatest Freudian slip in history, potentially, oh. where George W. Bush, who, you know, I, I still like George Bush in in some ways. I think that there's a lot to be desired there, where as far as, like, at least he kind of kept his mouth shut on Trump a little bit. He got a little bit into it. Uh, I think that the whole, like, in retrospect, the Iraq War obviously was a total disaster, and I think he may realize that because what he yeah, said last yeah, night yeah, basically he's been thinking that, about it yeah. he's been thinking about it yeah. exactly this yeah. has been rolling around in his head for a while while he's been painting he was he was there's some good paintings they're not bad uh he was discussing russia's invasion of ukraine 
uh, on Wednesday, and he had this to say. Take a listen. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, I like how he mentions his age. Yeah. <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> 75. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was funny. He's a funny guy, yeah, right? Like, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean Iraq probably not yeah, the best yeah, move. Yeah, not the best move. <laughs> but I mean But uh, remember that was the the consensus of our movement at the time, which was the expansion of democracies was going to lead to a peaceful world. And I mean, and, 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 and let's try to do it in the most volatile, most terrorist-infested <laughs> area, right? But yeah, as, know, we know, gonna, as we know, as we know, 150,000 American troops doesn't, you know, necessarily facilitate that type of societal growth. Well, and I'm all for taking out terrorists, but, yeah, you know, like... Right. Just they the have East, to want it. That's basically The Middle East is kind of just irreparable. Look at Afghanistan. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. getting any I mean, we also, I mean, it was kind of presumptuous of us to think that yeah, a yeah. region of the world that <laughs> only has known, like, caliphates and, like, absolute, you know, monarchies could be like, oh, voting. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Or it's like, well, not to mention, we're also making the same mistake with Ukraine. Yep. Yes. And by we, I mean, like... Joe Biden. The neocon <laughs> uniparty Those guys. Yeah, yeah. The like, Vulcans. The Vulcans. I mean, like, oh, it's, it's just an endless situation yeah. here. Like, how many times are we going to have to authorize $40 billion? Like, and well, they're just going to throw it away. Yeah, and that was a, another point that the 11 uh, senators we talked about earlier who voted against this package was within this bill, there was money that was literally just going to fund the government of Ukraine. Like, it was not actually for tanks or missiles or drones or whatever. It was literally just government funding for their country, which is what we ended up doing in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yep. And it went so well. Yeah. yeah. ISIS-K is on the rise again, by the yeah. way. So that, oh, great. Yeah, I heard about that. That's not not, uh, not so great. Um, I do love George Bush, though. He was, yeah, I still like him. Like, he was... I, well, uh, Medicare Part D, not so much, but... Uh, listen, there's a lot of bad... But I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that thank God he was president and yes. not Al Gore oh during 9 11. Oh because my God. Yeah. If, the, if Al Gore was president during 9 11, not only we would have to worry about. Where's the lockbox? We would have been just overrun, right? Probably. But also. We'll probably be speaking, you know. Man, bear, pig would have won. Freaking, oh, you know, Arabic we couldn't right have now. that. Jeez. Couldn't have that. So. Yeah. We'll be having this podcast like in a madrasas right now. Oh yeah. my God. Probably true. Yeah. Well. Thank submit, you to the submit. one and the only Spencer Brown for joining us for Trigger today. As usual, it is time for the shameless plug. We have to hit the oh, shameless plug. Here we go. Plug it. If you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 40% off your membership. Get into this exclusive club of patriots. You'll get Spencer's VIP columns. You'll get Matt's VIP's columns. Kurt's VIP everything. You got columns, videos, podcasts. You got Katie's columns. I mean, we got Columns coming out of her eyes. Get, coming out of her uh, coming out of her. Uh, <laughs> columns coming out of our asses. And we are over here. We're fighting back against these liberals. We need your support to take them on and tell the truth. Spencer just got fact-checked today because he oh, told the truth. Don't even get me yeah. started on that. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the crack pipes no. and the smoking kids... Uh, I've never been fact checked. That's a lie. Yeah, fact check that. No, I've always check. beaten him. No, always no, beaten him. No, I've I'm always beaten him. Except context. Tom Steyer. You didn't beat Tom Steyer. Ooh. So. That was, but see, J yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We moving forgot on, to take on. a screenshot. We're moving on. 
townhallvip.com. Save America 40% off. Thank you to all of you who are VIP members. It means the world to us. Thank you to all of our listeners. We love you. Don't forget five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the big tech algorithms. And if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. Uh, love hearing from our man Sinks. Shout out to you. Good to hear from you again. So uh, stay out there or stay safe out there. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Dispenser, for coming on. Live Big Tech can fact check my ass. <laughs> they could stick it up there, fact checker. <laughs> Actually, Micah, Smoking you know the clip. Smoking the devil's lettuce. Cue Senator Kennedy. The stick it up there, fact checker. All right, we'll All see right. you next week. We'll be here on Tuesday for another episode. Of see ya.